I've always found podcasts that have kind of live action and interviews and stuff happening to be really awesome. So I'm walking around this morning. I'm in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And you can't get a visual, um, but I am going to do a live podcast on my Facebook this morning and you can get a visual. Minus 28.5 is the still air temperature outside my door. And there are a bunch of frozen animals on my front lawn that are just waiting for the sun to come up so they can warm up and move around again. It is cold as a witch's, you know, that saying, I'm not going to say it. Anyways, today is for an empathy for all these Canadians who have to put up with this kind of weather. I don't know why the hell we live here. <laughs> and you're probably driving in it, listening to me this morning. I'm hoping that you're one of my Arizona listeners and that it's plus 22 there. I have some friends down there right now. Anyways, building a dental empire starts with mac and cheese. So it's always cheaper to do the job right the first time. And uh, this is where the story begins. The last several years have been spent paying off that large student loan. And it's been hell. And that taste of macaroni and cheese is stale in your mouth. You've been driving that beater and sliding around in these cold Saskatchewan winter months with all season tires. And they need to be replaced so badly. And finally, you see the end is near. And you take an associate position straight out of school. You have that promise of a six-figure job that's going to help you pay off that student loan. And, and it could, you can get credit almost anywhere with that new piece of paper you just got. So should you take advantage? I know it's so tempting to go out and trade out that old car for a shiny, fast, new European electric model. You're a dentist after all, and this is what your family is driving. You deserve this. And the bank is more than willing to help you get there, buddy. They will give you as much money as you want, almost. I know I can get 100% financing on clinics that are valued at a very high amount. It's like getting a mortgage payment. The bank knows that that mortgage, that house has that value, and that business you want to buy has that value, and that car, more importantly... They know that you can service that loan and they don't really worry too much about your lifestyle. Is it the smartest move you can make? If you really got into this profession to earn a decent living and enjoy that lifestyle, it's important to know your personal life goals. What's really changed in our business in the last 30 years is access to credit. And there's good and there's bad. The credit issue is a different thing. However, most consultants talking about opening a clinic have little experience with quotation everything dental. They may know how to open a cheap clinic or they may be a rock star salesman and consultant that can sell underwear to a nudist. But I think the first step for opening any clinic is coaching. I, I usually start when I sit down and I consult, I ask, why do you want to own your own clinic? So think about that. And are you actually prepared to do what it takes? Are you going to pay a premium for goodwill? Or will you decide to open on your own? And do you have a business plan tagged to that? So do you know if you buy that clinic with existing cash flow that you can service the debt 
and have a reasonable return? Have you actually considered the growth of that clinic, the demographic of that clinic, the style? So when you buy, will it match what you want in your own personal goals? Or are you better off to open your own? Opening your own may mean negative cash flow for a while, but it could ultimately cost you less to build. Uh, it's like building a new home. It, it, it could actually cost you less to do it the way that you want it. At the same time, it is possible, and I really recommend buying existing clinics, but there is a tipping point. So do you understand the business and how to value a dental business? I see it all the time. I deal with this day after day with associate dentists who've been working for five to 10 years that are looking to buy a clinic and they think that everything is overpriced um, and they don't realize that the opportunity is in the numbers. They have to understand why the valuation came where it did and who they're competing against to buy that clinic. So sometimes those people are better to work for someone else. There's a lot of freedom in being an associate as compared to an owner. So if you want the lifestyle tomorrow, then don't open a clinic. Not unless you have no fear of debt and you can finance a lifestyle. But this does not create true wealth. You can find other ways to invest your money as an associate and get there but some so many now are actually just working for their mortgage so you need to balance that buy the right house for the amount that you want left over in order to enjoy your lifestyle some days i think nobody can afford to buy a clinic in Canada, corporations have actually started to add proper values. It's actually helped me reconsider how I value clinics and what they consider a good and safe investment. Understanding the business of dentistry has never been more critical. So depending where you are in the world, clinic values still range. And I see a wide range of, of opinions, but every single opinion starts with, it is always what a and you can, I actually read one the other day, man, the guy is creative with writing and I was confused by the time I was done reading it. But the ultimate message he was trying to deliver is simple. It's what somebody's willing to sell for and another person is willing to pay. And generally, regardless of what we give to the banks as appraisers for values, it comes down to buyer and seller meeting and agreeing on the actual value. So even though guys like me can give our opinions, it still comes down to the bottom line. There, You watch Shark Tank. I'm sure you do if you're a young entrepreneurial uh, dentist. You see guys that go on there that have a story to tell, but their valuations are way out of whack. But isn't it amazing that sometimes the guys with absolutely zero sales, but with a good idea, will get the sharks all excited about buying their product and investing in their company at a crazy valuation. And then other people who seem to have some sense of profit and ability and actually an okay story get ground down to nothing. And it's the values are the story and the opportunity. So if you're a seller and you think that your clinic is undervalued, why have you not made that clinic more valuable 
And if you're a buyer and you don't see the value in that clinic that's been properly appraised, perhaps you need to understand investing and why companies like corporations are making offers at these high valuations. Companies that are buying clinics in Canada are focused on the established name brand clinics with excellent free cash. Basically, in my personal opinion, the cream of the crop businesses that have figured out profitability of their businesses. They're, these are the brand names that have been established generally for 10, 20, and 30 or more years that are getting sold to corporations. Again, this is all my own personal opinion, but if you want to monopolize an industry, go out and buy all the businesses in your industry that are already profitable the ones that have a track record and a brand name, offer them more than what used to be an established market price and then make them your partners. What's happened in our industry has made it more difficult for entrepreneurs to buy clinics, mostly because the practice values have been driven by an industry that did not focus on the business as much. So there's a large percentage of clinics that are only uh, valued on uh, owner's earnings. So maybe, maybe you would get, you know, if a guy's making, I'm just simple math, a guy's making $200,000 a year, somebody who wants to buy that job because there's no profit left over. They're only making 30% after all expenses are paid and they're paying a hundred percent of that retained earnings to themselves. If, if that's the thing, then you're just buying a job. You're buying a 30% a year and, and, and if it's already been 20 years and you haven't shown profit or figured it out, then you're buying a job. And that's the problem is the, the majority are trying to buy their own jobs back. So you're not willing to pay as much in order just to become a slave to your business. If you understand what I'm saying, it drives down the value. If the opportunity is there to change the expenses a little bit or change the bottom line and become profitable which takes some vision and understanding of the business, then you may be able to pay a decent multiple for the potential for when you take it over. But you're not getting a guaranteed, you know, certain amount of time at a certain amount of profit. If you understand the business and what I'm saying, it's a very good model that the, the um, entrepreneurial corporations and business dentists are why they're paying the multiples they are. So the multiples in the past up until the last year or two have been paid on what used to be and higher overhead and owner operated businesses may not have been generating much free cash. They may have, however, created a very superior product. They may have worked slower and meticulous and developed a very loyal patient following, but still run at a high overhead and they're happy at their practices. So to me, the model business, as you're eating your macaroni and cheese and deciding to buy a practice, it's somewhere in between. And I call my model time factors, and it's something I've been talking about for a couple decades. The issue I've seen in our business that I've been trying to get across is nobody's focused on training the next generation on the business of dentistry. And I know that that Howard Ferran and 
dental entrepreneurs. There's a lot of people that are doing podcasts and the majority of the people that are listening to the podcast are learning about the business of dentistry through the podcasting, through websites, and they're taking a big interest in this. And I'm very proud of you for doing this. It's so important. It's a vital component in order to compete in today's modern world. And the trend that's been influencing um, uh, towards corporate health care is driven by this fact. All of healthcare, as a matter of fact. What I see is high student debts and a generation now with a different set of values. It's not just about buying a clinic at 100% bank financing because it's not easy, period. Especially if you came out of school and saddle yourself with more debt. You start a family that you need to provide for. You bought a home and now that's eating up 30% of what you're taking home. And then now a vehicle and your vehicle's costing you as much as your student loan. How can you possibly afford to buy a dental clinic without take home cash? And you can't. You just, it, it, the banks won't finance you if you've saddled yourself. And it makes it really difficult to, to become an owner if you haven't learned before you ever got to that position. You came out and I know you want to get those things. But if your goal when you come out of school is to buy a clinic, be prepared to get yourself in a good financial position because you can't have those personal debts and buy a clinic and afford to carry it. It's very difficult. There are a few that can, but it's really hard. So right out of school, be prepared to work your ass off. In consulting potential business owners, I ask if they're prepared to learn the business of dentistry, the challenges of it, and the rewards to be able to take the lump sum of their investment in a decade from now, not out of cash flow today. That means your associate may get paid. I mean, in Canada, we're still paying 40%, which I think is going to change down the road. But Let's just say that you paid 40% and you need your, in order to be profitable, you need your clinic to get 50% profit level. If you want to do that as an owner, you may only be able to take 25% out of your clinic and it may seem that everybody working for you is going to make more than you. But when you own a business, a lot of times you don't get your investment back until the end of the rainbow. It's like buying equities with big growth. You don't get paid on, you know, I bought Apple stock for 40 to $70 over my lifetime and, and it's split seven to one and it's continued to grow and we know where it's at now. It's in the 140, 150 range. But I mean, at, at the level that I bought it, I've had about a 700% return on my money. You won't see that in your investment, but I have never been able to take out profit until recently they started paying a small dividend you're going to be taking out the dividends and getting your profit at the end of the rainbow if you've made proper investments and run your business the way it should. You can do it before the end of the rainbow, even in a five to 10 years, if you really build your empire off of mac and cheese and do this properly, you can have your business working for you and not you working for your business. But you need to be prepared the next several years the same way you did when you were in school. Be prepared to eat the macaroni and cheese. And if you're prepared to do this, you're prepared to build a em dental empire.
Thank you for tuning in to Dentistry Unplugged.